डियर लिस्नर्स साईराम वेलकम टू अवर रेडियो सीरीज आफ्टरनून सत्संग दिस इज अ डिस्कशन बिटवीन रेडियो साईज प्रेम एंड अरविंद ऑन डिफरेंट स्पिरिचुअल टॉपिक्स एवरी थर्सडे ऑन एशिया स्ट्रीम ऑफ रेडियो साई ग्लोबल हार्मनी यू कैन एन्जॉय दिस लाइव कॉन्वर्सेशन इट्स फ्रॉम ट्वेल्व थर्टी पी एम टू टू पी एम इंडियन स्टैंडर्ड टाइम Today's episode was first featured as part of First Day Live on June 6th, 2013. Offering our most humble and loving pranams at Bhagwan's lotus feet. Dear listeners, we are joining you for this week's afternoon satsang. and as part of the satsang team from the radio sai section it is me prem from team radio sai and arvind and as always all of you listening are also very much part of this afternoon satsang team so saying this and thanking swami for giving us yet another opportunity to come together and think about the beautiful message that swami has given us this is prem welcoming all of you and my brother arvind for this week's satsang sairam arvind sairam prem and sairam dear listeners for today's topic what happened was something very interesting some time ago we had a listener write in with three questions listener viji suresh she wrote to us asking three questions which were very pertinent and these are questions that we are sure that bothers us as well as so many other people all around the globe so prem and me thought why not take up these three questions and just share our thoughts on it right prem yes sir and very interesting questions indeed i don't know whether the questions sprang out of any of the discussions we had earlier mm-hmm. but definitely thought provoking questions and in fact we had in our own humble understanding given a few answers to this listener and uh, she also of course insisted that we should take this up for discussion later which we are very very glad to do now because mm-hmm. very important questions in the sense it made us think and uh, you know it made us explore within some of the things which swami has told and i think that's the interesting thing about these questions i mean any questions for that matter because it kind of excavates what knowledge is already there in us where you know swami has put it in us but unless we inquire and we dig it out sometimes we don't know that it already exists inside and so let us present the results of our digging as always these are not something like global solution where 1 plus 1 is 2 or 5 minus 4 is 1 these answers are not answers as that these are solutions that we have derived out of our own understanding our intense discussions trust us dear listeners that we have spent hours discussing this subject debating this topic going through swami's literature revisiting experiences that swami has given and trying to come up with some answers so as a disclaimer if i can say so these are not comprehensive answers these are not the only answers but these are definitely a way a perspective to look at these questions with that disclaimer being said i think prem now we can go to the actual three questions adding to what you said hmm. definitely these can be debated further as you said it's not the last word which we can give or we are giving and we hope that people debate this even further and we do not conclude the debate here we hope to trigger off the debate here and we wish to receive your feedback in the dozen so that we can incorporate that and we can bring it up for further fresh discussion okay going on to the three questions hmm. and each one more scary than the other okay 
The first one is what is the difference between self respect and ego? How mm. do you differentiate between self respect and ego? The second question is if God is good and is the source of everything, then what is the source of evil? Does it mm. even exist? So I just repeat that question if God is good and is the source of everything, then what is the source of evil? Does it even exist? So that's the second question and the third question is Swami says if we point out that if somebody is bad that means that quality is there within us but if you call someone a thief by virtue of their actions does it mean we are also thieves Swami says we point out that if somebody is bad that means that quality is there within us correct hmm. but if you call someone a thief by virtue of their actions does it really mean we are also thieves I think the last question may be an offshoot of a discussion we had earlier Yeah correct we had a discussion on how swami in trai brindavan had said that if you criticize others and point out faults in others then a time will come that you will start seeing that fault appearing in you also right and the same time if you are appreciating somebody for the good that they have then you will see in due course of time that good quality arising in you also i think the third question is an offshoot of that discussion right so hopefully in answering the first two questions I think the third question may be answered by itself but let's take it as it comes we don't know how much swami wants us to discuss about each of these questions and as we have known before and we have seen before mm. it is only he who decides how much we say and what we say correct and it's a revelation to us too so coming to this first question arvind the difference between self respect and ego you know mm. even as i was just wondering how to begin this discussion i was reminded of a very interesting incident which happened in my first or second year of undergraduation when we were studying in brindavan mm. and just to quickly say how the composition of classes are in brindavan mm. generally you have this commerce section and the science section right correct so the commerce section would ideally have about 40 to 50 students the brindavan mm. campus mm. and the science section you would again have physics maths and chemistry and bioscience and then the bioscience streams mm. so that would be about again 30 and a 15 or something like that so overall it will come to about 100 to 110 students and uh, i belong to the bioscience section so invariably in a class we would have about 10 to 15 students correct and then when it would be a chemistry class we would have a combined class so that will be about 50 in a class correct but it's only doing the awareness class where you would have the entire batch sitting together about 100 of them sitting together yeah i remember that okay <laughs> that would be once a week or twice a week twice a week right mm. that itself would make that class one of the noisiest classes <laughs> right and that is the time we all would get together as a class and there would be a lot of chit chatting and all that one of those first few classes the warden of the campus mm. she narsimulti he used to you know take the class. the class yeah so he said that you know make sure that you don't make so much noise you're becoming very noisy and he was a very understanding person you know he knew that it would happen it's a natural thing so he very politely he said don't make so much noise especially before the teacher comes so just make sure you maintain a bit of silence so the next class when he was coming then again we were making a lot of noise so one of the boys in the class one of our classmates he went up to the stage and as if you would remember there would be a mic correct because to address 100 people yes. it was not possible it was a gallery. for the teacher you used to call ah. it the a1 gallery correct So this boy went up to the mic and he was trying to get the class to be quiet. And then in the course of that telling us to keep quiet he said see last time also warden sir mentioned that we're making too much noise. Hmm. We shouldn't make noise and he said to have some self respect and hmm. maintain silence. Hmm. Okay he said that and there was about pin drop silence and apparently the warden who was walking in he heard the statement. Hmm. Okay he came in and uh, he said I heard what that boy was saying. 
and he said i'm very glad that he used the word self respect hmm and he said it's a very nice thing that you discipline yourself with self respect as a you know guiding post in fact this advice given to use self respect as a guiding post you know it is an example that is very very close to swami's heart also often on on many discourses he has mentioned the example of abraham lincoln very true so he says that abraham lincoln was born to a very poor family he did not have a father so it was only his mother who was taking care of him along with his siblings and it was a very hard life for the mother she would stitch some sweaters and knit some sweaters and clothes sell that and whatever little money she would get she would try to educate abraham abe as he was called then mm-hmm. swami also used to refer to him once in a while as abe to educate him that was how the mother was struggling at that time you know because he is coming from such a poor background it is natural that he did not have proper clothes to wear proper in the sense matching the fashion of those days and brand new clothes so he was often mocked in school all his classmates would tease him and he came to his mother crying because he had no other place to go to and when he would cry to his mother saying that you know i am teased this way i am troubled like this right his mother would say that they are teasing you because they tell you don't have this you don't have this you don't have this but there is something that you have which nobody can take away from you which will remain with you forever unless you choose to give it away and what is that that is self respect mother said have self respect everything else will come swami goes on to say that the self respect that abraham lincoln had that which he got inspired to cultivate within himself because of his mother that is what saw him becoming one of the not one of the leading personalities of usa alone but one of the leading personalities in the world and i feel abraham lincoln is so special because so many times swami has used his example in discourses he right. must have really been in fact, very very yesterday when i was trying to f- see what swami has told on this topic of self respect hmm. at least four discourses i went through where swami is talking about self respect and every time the example which swami was giving was abraham lincoln hmm you know of course he did become the president of arguably one of the most influential countries in the world hmm but swami was referring to his self respect during a time when he was nothing correct you know, during a time when he was just a small boy from a poor family mm-hmm. who did not have any achievements in fact if we go through abraham lincoln's life it had more failures than success correct because he lost so many elections in fact i remember that's a, a in a book called chicken soup for the soul right. that is one inspiring story that is put like he lost as a senator he lost in this he lost in legislative there are about 10 losses one after another after which suddenly out of the blue he became the president of the united states but here swami is talking about self respect during that point of time in his life when he was absolutely a nothing hmm so i think that was also one of the answers which we gave to this person we said self respect does not depend on what you are or who you are exactly that is one touchstone by which we can discriminate whether it is ego or self respect that is it should not depend on who we are or what we possess another point here is i think that when we get this confusion between self respect and ego swami has beautifully mentioned what ego is ego swami says is nothing but wrong identification when you wrongly identify yourself with the body or with your position or with your status that is ego but i think in this case when we say a confusion between self respect and ego it is more like a confusion between self respect and pride right pride in the negative sense right we are proud to be indians we are proud to be devotees of swami these are positive pride 
but here i think in the question it's more about self respect versus the negative pride and pride is one form of ego that's all right and you know again talking about self respect and what uh, abraham lincoln's mother told him hmm she said that nobody can take it away from you if you're not ready to give it away hmm. you know precisely what mahatma gandhi said hmm. no one can take your self respect away if you choose not to give it away i think that is the difference between self respect and respect Mm. You no know, people may respect you may not respect you may give you respect may not give you respect but self respect is something which is independent of what people think of you exactly but ego is not right ego in the term of pride when we say here because when somebody speaks rudely to me it's our ego that gets damaged not our self respect right. our self esteem as you rightly put it irrespective of the insults that were thrown at abraham lincoln the same thing happened to swami also absolutely not for a moment it shook them at the same time when people came and sang praises on the face that also did not exalt them into a great ecstasy or thrill or joy right so this is another touchstone where we can discriminate between ego and self respect because self respect is immune to what others think but ego is not ego depends heavily on what others think about you when they praise you you go up when they condemn you you fall down that's why your ego gets hurt you get bruised that's right but you know we're talking about self respect maybe we should start by saying that what we think that we are we spoke of abraham lincoln we spoke of you know many examples of people who are ridiculed and rebuked but that didn't hurt them so they must have identified themselves with something which gave them that self respect correct whether it's einstein or right because you know you can understand like suppose there's a vice president of a company hmm his self respect to an extent comes out of his achievements also it is not completely ego but you know the dignity one maintains comes that, out of one's achievement and status in uh, life very right i mean there is an undeniable connection between self respect and self concept what you think of yourself is what gives self respect i mean if you think of yourself as a vice president of the company because of what you have achieved worked hard and come towards it that gives a measure of dignity and you respecting yourself which cannot be taken away by others i mean even if people come and condemn you as a useless person it doesn't matter because you have got proof of you having worked so hard having risen up and over 10 years you have become the vice president that in itself is a statement you need not even dignify the critic with a response right but only thing is you know again going back to the abraham lincoln example hmm. swami is clearly saying that self respect can still be there no matter what you are or who you are so Correct. then the question comes that what we think is that self maybe that has to be looked into one more point that just struck me prem is hmm. that see even in a vice president according to dignity or self respect you will never see the owner or or a boss or maybe the president the prime minister of a nation they always travel in a very good car there's a lot of security it may not be the case with the vice president but a vice president travels in a good car it will not be good for the company or for the office in which he works suppose i am a peon in that company and i tell him come with me on my bike <laughs> the vice president will refuse i mean i cannot take that as a sign of his ego right that cannot be considered as his pride or ego because if there has to be a decorum maintained in office then the distinction between the different levels that have been brought up has to be maintained even if suppose for example if i have to register a complaint about somebody there's a chain of command to go through with i cannot bypass everything and directly go to the boss because i can approach only one that is higher than me that i don't think we should take it as a sign of ego right 
but the beautiful thing is at the same time if the president or vice president of the company comes and tells me when i am a peon and says i will come with you on the bike can you drop me home i'll simply be thrilled you know that is what has swami done so many times i remember an episode where in the darshan lines a poor cobbler gives a letter to swami telling him it would be wonderful if you can come home i would give anything that is possible for this chance of hosting you he in his wildest dreams also never dreamt and he was stupefied and shocked when actually the mercedes benz parked in front of his home out walked swami and accepted the bananas that he offered <laughs> that i feel you know shows self confidence of a person that my worth my value does not come simply because of the chair that i occupy even if i stoop down or bend down to any level also i mean that bend down is in quotes i remain what i am i feel that is also another aspect of self confidence it doesn't depend on Absolutely. anything else i think from what you're saying nobody can judge whether what you're portraying is self respect self confidence or ego i think it is in an individual's purview only alone to judge whether it's self respect because i think everything in spirituality is like that you know perception mm. couple of weeks back when you we were going through that discourse where swami was going on insisting on the need to take care of the body and if you see actually a good amount of the population takes very good care of the body correct but the only difference was swami said take care of the body because it is the temple of the divine that perception with which you do that act becomes mm. more important than the act itself beautiful so therefore we are nobody to judge whether a person when he is doing something whether he is doing out of self confidence or ego so this discrimination and distinction should come only for each one of us in our own lives right and that is what spirituality is all about absolutely so maybe you know talking about uh, self and our understanding of the self mm. maybe we can see what is that which the self has to be associated with and which is the more right thing to do correct because self respect comes out of what we associate ourselves with right if i feel i am the vice president of a company i mean i am a vice president of the company and therefore i feel i am the vice president of a company and therefore certain behaviors come into me automatically and does that mean that tomorrow if you lose that job you're going to lose your self respect along with the job hmm that's a very so i think when we associate ourselves with the fleeting things mm. maybe your self respect you're pinning it on the wrong thing and that is why i think in his discourses when swami mentions he says i will give you a mantra mm-hmm. the mantra had two parts the first part of the mantra was shocking if i can say mm-hmm. because swami said keep telling yourself i'm not an animal i'm not an animal i'm not an animal if we think a little bit deeper here we can see how swami is guiding each one of us into developing what is the proper and ideal self respect let us not associate ourselves with our positions let us not associate ourselves with the jobs we do or the relationships that we hold but let us associate ourselves with our own qualities the first step is removal of the negatives and the bads that exist swami says removal of immoralities is the only way to immortality right. so for the first step swami says tell yourself i'm not an animal give up animal qualities anger greed hatred i often wonder why they are called animal qualities <laughs> i think we have patented it now yeah <laughs> we use them more than the animals but i think you know talking of animal qualities very grossly if we differentiate between animals and man animals follow instincts uh, that is the most obvious animal quality 
करेक्ट इन अ सेंस इट इज गुड ऑल्सो बट लेट्स टॉक ऑफ इट एज अ वेरी बेसल क्वालिटी बिकॉज वेन यू हंगरी यू ईट वेन यू सी फूड यू गो आफ्टर इट यू नो वेन यू सी समथिंग यू वॉन्ट यू गो आफ्टर इट सो देर इज नो डिस्क्रिमिनेशन और पॉसिंग इन थिंकिंग वेदर माई सपोज टू डू दिस और नॉट द एनिमल जस्ट गोज आफ्टर वॉट इट वॉन्ट्स that's correct and i think that is the reason why we start associating certain traits with animals for example we say don't eat like a pig why because we see that pigs are generally fat it's not their fault <laughs> it's not like human that somebody is fat somebody is thin pigs are meant to be that size and they grow to that size and they eat rubbish we know that they eat garbage and rubbish so you know we color the pig saying that in spite of having such a size it goes and eats garbage so if we feel that there is somebody in spite of being well fed and who keeps eating at all wrong times how much ever he or she wants we tell don't eat like a pig the pig is just following instinct it is not human instinct in fact humans are not supposed to be controlled only by instinct the instincts are indicators for humans after which man has got something called thinking so therefore i feel it would be safe to define an animal as something that does action surely based on instinct and a human who is not an animal as a person who has some thinking involved before executing that instinct right in fact the very example which you gave eat like a pig that is a sign of somebody losing self respect you know when somebody doesn't know how much to eat where to eat doesn't know when to refuse when to accept mm you kind of look down on a person like that you know just about this eating habit mm it is not that i can eat so i eat correct just like how you refer to as the pig as long as the food is in front of it the pig will go on eating hmm so it is that important thing of though i know i can do it though i know i want to do it i choose whether should i do it or not do it hmm in fact we were going to satyam shyam sundaram hmm where this was something you know the aspect of self respect and controlling one's instincts is something which swami portrayed from a very young age Though Swami did not portray it very consciously because it was part of him, hmm. you know, when he went without food, he spoke about the cattle fair. Correct. He did not want to let the fact be known that there is not enough money in the family to be fed. Right. He chose to go hungry rather than reveal and get some food for himself. Absolutely. So that is the point where you know, even though he needed it, even though he would have been happy with it, hmm. he chose not to take it because that. would have hurt his self respect if we become instinctual completely based on instinct that means we are behaving like how animals are supposed to behave not like humans in fact i remember in a discourse swami used to ask what is the use of your education if your education is meant to eke out a livelihood get food to feed your offspring and put a shelter on your head that even the birds and bees are doing without an education so education is something that should help you for something grander than just eking out a livelihood that in itself shows that we are supposed to be different from animals and therefore the meanest and lowest level of self respect or self esteem we can define again dear listeners this is what we have arrived at with our discussions of course we are amenable to further discussion but as of now we feel that the lowest level of self respect that you can have is from the lowest level of self concept where you feel that you are no different from an animal where you feel that man is just a social animal an animal that lives in greater groups than others that is the lowest level of self concept and therefore the lowest level of self respect right. where we feel we are animal and that is why you know there are some people who say that when in delhi there was that case of uh, women being raped 
and then people justified it saying that women wear provocative clothes so it is natural that they get raped now that i feel is something a self respect which is at the level of lower than animals animal. lower than animals because swami says even animals have a reason and season for such activity but when you say that it is there like that and that is the desire that arises and therefore it happened and so it is justified i feel there we have severely fallen down in the self esteem ladder and also you know uh, talking about going by instinct of course we have categorically mentioned only the basic instincts of food security and procreation mm. but even otherwise let us say that you know sometimes we lose our temper hmm we are very quick to point out that i lost my temper because i was provoked to lose my temper which again is an example of you acting by instinct somebody Correct. irritates you i get angry that is what a dog does that's what a tiger does right so you know it's not only about food and procreation and safety swami used to say that anybody who makes you angry has actually won over you because you know he wanted to make you angry and he succeeded <laughs> he wanted to show you in poor light and he did it right he showed you that you are equal to an animal this is the level at which many of us are and swami that's why he says that the mantra for you is keep telling yourself i'm not animal i'm not animal speaking of which i'm reminded of one very interesting incident mm-hmm. that happened long time ago okay. i think it's about 4 5 decades ago i remember hearing this from the elderly devotee who is now no more with us mm-hmm. he has reached the lotus feet of the lord but he mentioned this episode which happened maybe swami was in his 30s or 40s i think swami was in bangalore at that time when this devotee went to swami swami told him that he had a desire to own a pet dog mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine swami expressing a desire like that so this devotee was very happy this was the first time he was getting a chance to hear swami express his desire and he has a chance now to do something for swami he said definitely swami i'll get you a dog then swami also had specifications he said you know he wanted a pomeranian that was the breed of dog that he wanted and so this devotee agreed he said yes swami i'll get it for you swami said but only one condition what is that i don't want it as a gift from you i will pay for it mm-hmm. so this devotee you know he was well to do So he thought what is this Swami what is there after all but Swami insisted so he said okay Swami I will buy the dog for you Swami said 100 rupees will it be enough he said Swami I think yes 100 rupees should be enough Swami said no you keep 400 rupees mm-hmm. keep 400 rupees so Swami had given him 400 rupees and in those days 400 rupees was quite an amount and then Swami also insisted that I don't want a puppy I want an adult pomeranian dog so many conditions but still the devotee felt confident that he would find it and from that day onwards that became his project to locate a suitable pomeranian adult dog which can become a pet for swami mm-hmm. so he went around in his car in the city of bangalore to his utter surprise after days of searching also he never came across an adult pomeranian dog there were some who were selling a baby pomeranian dog but no adult pomeranian dogs available for sale he also wanted some dog that's already trained because he's going to give it to swami right mm-hmm. so after 2 3 days when he comes you know swami taunts him says what happened you still didn't find <laughs> one small dog is all that i wanted so those taunts are actually even hitting him also so he's growing desperate and desperate and finally during one of his drives he sees that there is a home in which there are four adult pomeranian dogs looks like they have been well trained also and well disciplined so his heart is very thrilled he goes and knocks on the door there and he is welcomed in by the lady of the house he tells her that you know i am in search like this i want to buy a dog okay now the lady tells him that 
fantastic we are also looking to giving away but only one condition what is the condition the dogs have been reared together they have grown up together so i can't sell you one dog you either take all the four or leave all the four so he starts saying no no but i want only one but she says no you take four it goes on and this devotee he says that he was a person of very short temper he started shouting he said what is this you are doing you are trying to pressurize me seeing my that i am desperate to get a dog you are trying to make me buy all your four dogs he started shouting at her the minute he started shouting at her she also got irritated she shouted back at him and she said you get out if you don't want to take you don't actually i am not the one who is doing the sale it's my husband who will do the sale and if he comes to know that you are shouting like this he'll just throw you out of the house so you just decide and so he's thrown out of the house he goes back to swami he's still in a search and again swami asks him what happened he says swami i am not finding the dogs only swami asks are you really not finding the dogs or you are not buying the dogs <laughs> then you know swami knows everything so he said yes swami i found like this there are four dogs but you know i don't want four dogs she is not ready to sell one dog then swami told him why are you worried did i tell i want only one dog you didn't even ask me buy all the four dogs swami told him so he said okay fine so the next day he goes and because of the bitter experience on the previous day the minute the lady of the house sees him she starts like oh there he comes again but this time he says no 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 i am ready to buy all the four dogs she says okay fine I'll call my husband but please don't speak to my husband the way you spoke to me and she says that he is a person who sticks to his word so please be careful and then she calls her husband who is in the army so he's well built and then the discussions begin the person quotes a price something like 600 odd rupees which is much higher than the 400 that the devotee has in his pocket so he says let me try to bring down the price i'll tell him that i'm buying all the four you know like we ask for <laughs> quantity discounts <laughs> he's thinking let me also try to buy pomeranian dogs in wholesale so he tells him that everything is fine i'll buy but give for 400 why do you want 600 okay that person says what do you think we are dealing in fruits and vegetables you seem to be a fool you have never dealt with pet dogs before which was true i mean true that he has not dealt with pet dogs before but that person he called him a fool and he got angry he said nothing i don't want what do you think that only you have the knowledge about dogs i want the argument started off finally the devotee shouts and tells are you ready to give it 400 or not you'll never get an offer like this and the owner shouts back and tells you are a beggar we don't entertain beggars in this house get out when he says you are a beggar this devotee gets infuriated he has been licensed to carry a pistol with him you know okay so he draws out the pistol from his pocket and tell if you speak one more i'll shoot you down here of course not meaning to carry out his threat but just to show put him in place but what the devotee is not aware is that this person too being from the army he walks into a room comes out with a bigger shotgun <laughs> and he says you brandish that puny weapon i'm going to shoot you down with this you get out and now he knows that he is beaten so he is just thrown out of the house for the second time he goes back and again swami taunts him what happened no dogs he says swami i just not finding the correct dog swami mm-hmm. that's what he says swami again asks him the same question not finding the dogs not buying the dogs then he breaks down and he says swami it's not my fault he was the one who started shouting at me you know because he gets on to his defensive immediately right and then swami asks him that's all right but who was the first one to pull out the gun oh there swami knows everything swami says promise me you will not pull out your weapon he says yes and promise me you will get me the dogs i'll get you swami and swami then says i want those dogs only <laughs> those four dogs i have liked them i have seen them now i like them and i want them only he says swami now how i will how i will go back you know to that house how will i go to that lady i have had a big fight with them swami says no i want the dog 
So then what to do? The devotee agrees. He accepts. He goes there. The minute he goes there, that's it. It starts. What we call as Sahasranamam. <laughs> the person starts hurling abuses at him. But he is just holding back because Swami has told him he wants these dogs. After that he says, I am sorry for what I did. But I would like to buy the dogs. I will buy it at a price that you say. I have no problems. Then the owner shouts back saying, what are the problem yesterday? Then why to finally you come to the senses? So add some more insults. And then the sale is made. He gets the four dogs and he's relieved that his ordeal of a week or ten days is over. He comes back with four Pomeranian dogs. And there Swami has apparently stopped talking about dogs. So he says, okay, let me see. Maybe tomorrow Swami will ask for it. Maybe day after Swami will ask for it. Days pass and Swami is not asking about the dogs at all. Finally, he approaches and tells Swami, you wanted four Pomeranian dogs. I have got them here, Pomeranian dogs. Oh, Swami actually, you know, acts as if he is remembering it now. He accepts the four Pomeranian dogs and then on the spot immediately as his prasadam, as his gift, gives it away to different devotees who are thrilled to receive these pet <laughs> dogs from Swami. And the devotee here is shocked. He says, Swami, you made me go through so much to get those dogs and now you are just having no value for those dogs, you are just giving it off. Swami smiled and told him that all this was not for the dogs, all this was for you. Control your anger. I mean, this devotee, when he was narrating, he said, this anger was my greatest negative quality. That's what he said. And Swami went to this great extent of doing all this, all this drama, so that I don't receive just the theoretical knowledge of controlling anger, but also get a practical experience of controlling anger. That is the importance and emphasis that Swami lays on rising above being an animal. And that's why he keeps telling us, the first part of the mantra is tell yourself I am not an animal I am not an animal it's a very true again coming to the point that somebody can make you angry so you can be provoked to be angry and this is a negative trait hmm. but if we talk of something like love you know there's a quote which says you know anybody would love a person who loves him hmm. okay even the worst fellow a criminal love people who love him correct what makes one higher than an animal level is when you love even those who hate you hmm and I think that is again the thing of instinct, you know, when driven by instinct, you're still in that animal level. And that's what Swami is saying that, you know, you're not an animal. In fact, Swami used to tell in discourses, you know, that very famous thing of how each animal is led by the instinct of one sense into its own danger or its own submission. Mm. Like, you know, Swami would say, the deer is affected by sound. Mm. The moment it hears sound, it runs away. You know, it's so frightened by any sound. So similarly, an elephant is influenced by touch. Hmm. where the trainer or the mahout, he controls that animal which is so many times his size just by that instinct of touch. The touch at the correct place. Right. And Swami would say the example of a moth. The moth, hmm. if it sees flame, it will fly into it literally. It's being controlled by its sense by its of sense sight. Of sight. Hmm. And it's like that Swami would give the example of a fish which is a victim of its own taste. Exactly. It comes to catch a worm and it's caught. Right. And like a bee, which Swami would say that there is a blossom, the bee goes and starts sucking honey and it doesn't even realize that the flower closes. Correct. So it is at, at pulled sunset. by the fragrance, pulled by the smell. So Swami says no, each of these things is drawn by that one instinct which it's not able to control. Mm. In fact, when you said about the bee, I remember one Sanskrit poem written by one great Sanskrit scholar in which he says this exact example. He says that man is like the bee that goes to the lotus flower 
and get so lost in taking the nectar and imagining that how i will take this nectar back to my family share it with everybody we'll have so much fun that doesn't realize that the sun has set and the lotus flower closes <laughs> and that same evening apparently he writes that a herd of elephants come to the water hole and when they come to the water hole they trample on this lotus flower and along with the flower the bee inside also dies <laughs> man too dies in that way having unfulfilled desires and dreaming of fulfilling all his desires which are based on senses <laughs> i think that is the first stage as we were talking of mm. relating to the self of thinking that i am not an animal so i think before we go to the next step because swami says naham pashu and then he says i am not an animal i am a human being swami says not only should you keep away from being an animal you should affirm to yourselves that you are a human being right. that is the next step in developing the true self respect swami says naham pashu aham manushya aham manushya so before we get to that next step and the self respect which stems out of that strong belief that i am a human being hmm. we will take a short break we'll listen to a small song and we'll come back ಶರಣ್ಯ ದೀನಾನಾಥ ದೀನಶರಣ್ಯ ದೀನಾನಾಥ ಕರುಣಸಾಗರ ಸಾಯಿ ಸಾಗರ ಜಯಲೀಲಾ ಧರ ಸಾಯಿ ಜಯ 
ದೀನ ಶರಣ್ಯ ದೀನಾನಾಥ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಾಗರ ಸಾಯಿ ಬಾಬಾ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಾಗರ ಸಾಯಿ ಕನೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ರೆಪೆಕ್ಟ್ರೆಪೆಕ್ಟ್ರೆಪೆಕ್ಟ್ರೆಪೆಕ್ಟ
so it is wrong to label anger itself as a bad quality and generally okay because when we tell anger we remember only the negative aspects of anger but there are positive aspects of anger in fact on many occasions swami has corrected us we know it using anger as the tool using disappointment as the tool at the same time we know enough cases where we come across people being hypocritical by using soft words loving words but actually meaning something inside so it would be totally wrong to label something as always good and always bad and if you look at it this way what is the difference between man and animal mm. and it is said man is a social animal mm. so the only thing different between a man and animal is man is social which means he is an individual who is embedded in a society mm. so when you talk of morality swami says it's sanganiti what is an accepted norm in society yes and to go by that mm. that is what actually defines a man's nature in the society correct so that is why you know what you refer to as respecting somebody's age this is a question which i've been posed many times hmm. and if you really believe you are not the body if you really believe that you are a soul which keeps coming back in body after body hmm. then why should you respect age you know why should you respect elders prem i think you know this question is a case of indigestion an indigestion that happens when we shift between levels for example now we have defined three levels of self respect which arise from the three levels of self concept that we have defined the first level of self concept is i am an animal second level of self concept is i am not an animal third level of self concept is i am a human being and we are going to discuss about it the fourth level of self concept where you say i am divine i am god when we exist in one of these levels and we talk about the other levels that is when the confusion comes in at least i know for sure i have not reached the level of me being god and being able to see god in all so i feel if i am at the level of i am a human being then the dharma and the rules the regulations that hold good for this level have to be adhered to so if i say i am a human being this person has been a human being for 50 years more than me and therefore that experience i respect it would be wrong to shift gears and being in this level talk of the other level saying that no we are all god it's all different bodies but the same divinity is in all why should i respect him this is just it's a simple thing somebody was saying huh? that if you mutilate another person hmm. you can go to jail correct then what about the barber hmm. he's actually cutting a part of your body hmm. <laughs> the question is it is true but it is conditional again Hmm. it depends on what we are talking about hmm. so that is why the question of when you say that i am a man hmm. you have to talk of what the society defines a human life as hmm. and whether you are living by that moral principles or not hmm. so even though you are essentially divine you are essentially whatever level you are in that is what swami did in fact hmm. you know swami always maintained protocol hmm. even in darshan swami would always point this out also hmm. that a person of certain stature in society has to be given a certain respect people were seated differently for that purpose hmm. because swami said that was a protocol that happened even in the court of people like janaka janaka was a realized person hmm. but in his court king janaka right king janaka but hmm. in his court the minister used to have a certain seat the lower officials used to have a certain seat other kings who used to visit him used to have a different seat and, and the subjects gurus, of the kingdom would right, have a- and the gurus and the realized souls had a different seat Hmm. So even a person who knew that everything is only one, 
maintain the protocol when he came to the level of governance in the society level exactly swami also points out saying you can't tell that the feet have to be above all the organs in the body are equal but the feet are below the head is above these are based purely on functioning so for the convenience of functioning that has to be done and i also remember you know one episode that's mentioned in the satyam shyam sundaram mm-hmm. in which digambara swami digambars are those people who believe that the sky is their only clothes mm-hmm. so they are actually completely naked so it became a sensation when such a digambar in the 1950s or early 60s i think came to puttaparthi walking the streets and it was a very strange spectacle a completely naked man and he came to even see swami mm-hmm. he was actually a digambara swami who maintained akhand maunam akhand maunam too he correct would never he would never even speak a word so you know people have a way of thinking that a person who maintains or does extraordinary things is extraordinary spiritual also so they thought this is a great person when swami met him the first thing that swami did was he threw a towel at him <laughs> he said you wear this and then swami said if you truly feel that you are not the body and why should you worry about this and if you feel that god is taking care of everything then don't stay in the society go to the forest be there when you are in society you have to be clothed if you are staying in society because you fear that when you go to the forest there'll be nobody to take care of you that is you know swami's compassion and love he said don't worry i will take care if you want you give up society and go to the forest i will ensure that you are fed you are kept warm kept protected i will take care of you but don't do this staying in the society in this manner preaching something but not living up to it that digambar swami left with tears in his eyes tears of gratitude and lot more wisdom so as you rightly said that protocol irrespective of the level swami was god but still he maintained all the societal procedures very true and you know again based on this discussion what we understand is when we say i am not an animal i am a man and you're mm. emphasizing that i am a man mm. which means it goes by thinking discrimination and leading to choosing the right thing hmm you know what swami would often say shreyas and prayers hmm. you know prayers you might the easier part is easier and what is pleasant but shreyas is what has to be done what is, what right, is right to be done and when swami says i am not animal i am a man which means that you think you discriminate and then you take the right decision correct and therefore a person who is leading his life at this level of i am a human being not an animal will definitely when we look in the world will seem to exhibit greater self respect than a person who feels that he is just a social animal it's automatically seen in society this is the logical next step of progression where we move from thinking that we are not animals to thinking that we are human beings and i'm sure there are many examples where a person who used this kind of thinking and discrimination has been encouraged by swami along this path and in fact you know there's a very interesting incident but for obvious reasons we're going to leave out all the names in this incident okay but you know it's a very very powerful incident where mm. swami very clearly wanted to show this distinction between self respect and ego you okay. know an action which arises out of one's self respect and action arising out of one's ego this happened in the hostel in prashantinilayam mm. once one of the elders a person who is very close to swami happened to visit the hostel on some purpose mm. and when he went in he saw this person he was actually an elderly lecturer in the hostel who was staying in the hostel along with boys taking care of boys 
and he was also a pretty well known figure everybody knew him because he was uh, one of the teachers in the hostel so this elderly person walked in and very slightingly accosted him and he said hey go and get me some buttermilk oh you know from the kitchen so this person felt that this is not the way a teacher is treated in front of his students hmm. and more so because he is a swami's hostel and you know he has a certain respect which swami has given him among his students and it is not right for somebody to treat a teacher like this hmm. so he said sir the office boy is there you can ask him he is meant for this work and this elder got very offended hmm. he said i am asking you and are you trying to talk back he said go and get from this one i'll wait here i don't want anybody else to get you get so this person stood firm and he said no sir i cannot get it if you don't want to ask i'll send a boy to the kitchen i'll ask him to get and this elderly person you know felt that he was putting him down Mm. in front of the others so he insisted no you only have to go and get so it became a verbal battle and you know there was a lot of unpleasantness and finally this elderly person walked out of the hostel he said i'll make sure that you're thrown out of prashantinilam by tomorrow oh my god what a threat okay and mm. because he had that kind of an access to swami which led to the delusion that you know he could do this mm. so he walked out and immediately the news spread in the hostel and he said such and such a sir you know had a verbal battle with such and such a person and it might happen that swami might ask him to leave and that evening this particular person was sitting in the bhajan hall this lecturer and swami walked into the bhajan hall and he was not sure what is going to happen hmm. because i think that kind of a doubt comes to each one of us hmm. whether what i've done is out of self respect or out of ego hmm. you know sometimes i think each one of us also might be clouded by that doubt, doubt. exactly huh. so he was sitting there and he was wondering what is swami going to do and he was describing the scene he was sitting there with his head down and swami walked inside the bhajan hall and there was so much of hush Hey, Swami is coming. Swami is coming. You know what is going to happen? What is going to happen? And they were expecting right. Swami to kick him out. Yeah, right? Swami might come and tell something. Hmm. So Swami came and stood right in front of this person. Hmm. Okay, and this person was not having the guts to even look up to Swami. So he's looking at Swami's feet, and Swami came and very sweetly knocked his head with his knees. Oh, you know, kind of <laughs> okay. asking him to look up. Hmm. So this person looked up. and swami straight came to the topic what happened in the hostel today hmm. so he kept quiet he didn't know what to say swami said what happened and mentioned that person's name uh-huh. he said what hmm. happened with him so immediately you know he knelt down and he said swami if i've done anything wrong please forgive me i'm really sorry and i didn't mean to you know hurt that person or be disrespectful i'm really sorry if i've done anything wrong and swami said why why are you telling sorry hmm swami said i'm not angry with you Hmm. and he was surprised and everybody around was surprised hmm. because he was supposed to be getting addressed down here you know correct uh-huh. get booted but swami said i'm not angry with you why are you telling sorry and then swami made a very important statement after that swami said you know why i'm not angry with you hmm. because what you did you did not do out of your ego hmm. and swami said that is why i'm not angry with you typically in swami's hindi swami said ego nahi kiya na that is why i'm happy with you <laughs> <laughs> so what we discussed earlier comes into the fore again here that it is wrong to paint something as eternally black saying that stubbornness is bad anger is bad and therefore any instance of anger then that means that's ego any instance of stubbornness that's ego i think that would be wrong because certain times on discrimination you will have to use anger or you will have to use stubbornness in this case we saw how the stubbornness apparently got praised from swami and in fact you know even as you say this i remember one discourse which swami gave in the university auditorium hmm. when swami is addressing only the staff and students he started his discourse like this hmm. people say that anger is bad 
I say anger is good. Okay. People say compassion is good. I say compassion is bad. Oh. And then Swami expanded the statement. Swami said, selfless anger is always good. Selfish compassion is bad. Yeah. And you know, indiscriminate compassion it is always bad. Hmm. And Swami said, a mother's anger is always selfless. Hmm. And a mother's anger will always lead to goodness. So there we are, dear listeners. With this, we come to the end of the third level of self concept. We moved from I am an animal. From that, we moved to I am not an animal. from that we moved to i am a human being and we saw how these three different levels of self concept can lead to different exhibition of self respect and finally we moved to the ultimate state of self concept where we feel which swami says aham brahmasmi i am god i am divine and there's no difference between any one of us before we dilate further on that highest level of self concept i think it would be good to take a little break here Yes, because what comes may be a little heavy, <laughs> so we will take a short break. And actually, this is the most important part of the discussion, and that was one of the reasons why we would like to take a break and come back and deal with that. Namo Satya Sai Baba. Ooh. 
after that wonderful song namo satya sai baba and uh, taking the discussion along when we were talking about the stage of saying that i am human mm-hmm. you were telling yourself that i am human we made a point that you know though mentally you might be in any level in the body level what has to be done has to be done in the societal level what protocol has to be maintained has to be maintained mm-hmm. you know isn't that a very similar to what you say when you know very well that what you're doing is a role that you've donned on yourself and acting accordingly like how i would do in a drama maybe right and this discharge what is your role hmm and not think whether this person is really bad or really good am i doing the right thing am i doing the wrong thing you know this kind of inspiration or ability to do comes at this highest level of self concept where you believe that i am god and so are everybody else you know we have often heard the statement change yourself the world will change change your vision the world will change somehow what we think of ourselves also determines what we think of others very If, true when we are behaving like animals and we are animalistic we tend to see everybody else also like that we see the world as a you know rat race where you eat or you get eaten when you consider yourself as human being you tend to see everybody around also as human beings where there is compassion there is love there is society this bring you can see that and that's why for a person one person is good but the same person will be bad for the others it happens because of what is each person's level finally if you go to a level of considering yourself as divine automatically you'll be able to see everything around also as divine but before we come to this level of self concept you know where you consider yourself as divine i would like to share one small incident mm-hmm. which i think all of us should keep in mind as spiritual aspirants swami was speaking informally to a group of us and swami emphasized he said that the only truth is i am god you have to keep telling yourself you are god you are god when i heard this i felt oh my god is this not such pompous boast or a pride mm-hmm. if i do that it tormented me so much that i asked swami i said swami if you say that i should keep telling that i am god i am god i am ready to follow it swami but will that not lead to ego for me okay then swami said no that is not ego that is a correct truth but you know swami tells the but and that's where he puts that cut in your thought mm-hmm. flow and he puts in that important statement he said but 
telling that i am god and therefore i'll do anything is not right mm-hmm. you know what swami went on to explain was a very 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 important clue for us who wish to live this truth that we are all god and okay. that clue is when you consider yourself as god always take on the responsibilities of god and not the privileges and rights you know when we learn swimming or if we learn skydiving anything that we learn there are some things we are told suppose when you are balancing the cycle we are told hold exactly the ends of the handlebar do not hold in the middle of the handlebar and okay. we are told always hold the handlebar mm-hmm. then we are told do not sit on either one side of the seat sit equally so that your weight falls equally on both sides of the seats these are some things that are told to us but you know once you have mastered the art of cycling you can let go of the handlebars and ride it you can stand on one side of the cycle and ride it of course you can do it but it's only when you have already attained that level when you are in the level of an aspirant wishing to attain the level of a person who can be a good cyclist you have to follow all these similarly that is when this confusion comes you feel that if i am god why can't i slap because if swami slaps somebody it's correct only right so why can't i also simply slap somebody is it wrong for god to do no it's not wrong for god to do but you have not yet reached the level of realizing your oneness with god you are in the process of realizing oneness with god and therefore when you are in the process here are some do's and don'ts and the only don't that swami gave was do not seek or run behind the privileges and powers of god and the do that swami gave was don all the responsibilities of god meaning being selfless being compassionate being loving i think that should be a nice touchstone for us or a nice guiding principle for all of us who wish to go to that next level of self concept where we identify ourselves with god and very true you know you put it as responsibilities but you know what actually we admire god for we think that it is mm. only the powers mm. in fact it is the ability to overlook our mistakes is one of the major things why we get attracted to swami if we look at it that way correct because swami was somebody who was able to look past our mistakes and love us are we able to portray that emotion of god similarly swami's patience infinite patience he always lends a good ear to each one of us though our own loved people might have got irritated or fed up with us the patience that he embodied that love that he embodied the ability to forgive these are the qualities that we admire in swami and that's why we are drawn to him and you know when you associate the self with that kind of a god the way your self respect will be shown will be completely different it will be untouched by what people think around you what do around you and i think it will come out of a supreme self confidence exactly like what we could see in swami's life hmm you know this confusion of if i am god can i do this if i am god why can't i do this i'll do all this and we use this in a wrong way so much so that i think this is a universal human fallacy and that's why we even see many movies having been made on this i remember a movie called bruce almighty where bruce feels that if only i was god i'll do this i'll do this i'll do this i'll do all this mm-hmm. i mean when he thinks of himself as god he thinks only about the so called powers and rights of god mm-hmm. but when he is actually made god he then realizes the responsibilities of god and he sees it so much there are two other movies also along similar lines where when you first start thinking of i am god you start thinking only of the rights 
but when you actually become god you think of responsibilities and the reasons for which you were attracted to god and so therefore we should always identify as you rightly said with the qualities that we admire in god and the responsibilities that god is having upon himself and you know the other thing which some you would say is if you are in the ground level hmm. then you have a mountain which is high you have a valley which is deep hmm. you know there is water there is this but if you see from the sky if your level of view is so high google earth right and you actually don't see anything which is higher or lower everything is one everything is one so swami says every decision you do and every word that you say will come out of that kind of a feeling you will not be angered by the fact that somebody is belittling you because that will not matter to you at all that is what happened with swami if you see there was a time when people were inviting swami for debates hmm. criticizing him and saying that you know if you really feel that you are god and you are you can do anything come let's debate let's test your powers hmm. you know swami did not even respond to them correct nor was swami actually agitated by those kind of barbs if you look at it because swami maintained a completely dignified silence which came out of that very famous quote and very funny one goes never get down to a pig fight you know a fight in a slush with a pig because even as you're dirtying yourself the pig is having a fun <laughs> so i think swami maintained that kind of a dignity because of the fact that what you throw at me is not going to dirty me and at the beginning of this discussion you had mentioned about drama and playing a role right i think in that there is another hint on how we can actually lead our lives with this self concept that i'm god because another confusion that often comes is if i'm god then everyone around is god then if everyone around is god do i go and worship the feet of my taxi driver do i make my maid servant sit on the throne that is where you know what you said about irrespective of whatever level we are in because we have this human form and we are in the human society we have to stick to the norms in order to understand this better the example of a drama would be perfect see in a drama there are heroes there are villains So suppose in a movie we have the hero bashing up the villain and you can see the anger on the hero's face you can see the pain on the villain's face and the hero is hitting him he kicks him all that he does but if we are able to go into the being of that actor who is acting the role of that hero mm-hmm. he actually has no feelings of animosity towards the other person he knows that he is also just an actor and at the same time the villain too has no animosity towards the hero though in his actions he is appearing right so they are just doing or portraying those emotions because the success of the drama depends on that that's all really they are dispassionate i feel that is how we should bring in this concept of everyone being god into our practical life what you're mentioning is a very interesting thing because we reaching that state it's a different discussion altogether hmm. because that involves a lot of steps and that involves lifetimes of purification and sadhana and all that but the truth that you are god is given to you you can also choose to utilize that knowledge in bettering your life correct you know that is what when swami says that you are divine mm. it did not necessarily mean that you have that self respect only after you reach the state of divinity you correct. reach the state of oneness with god if you can make your decisions based on this truth which is given to you you can attain that you can still attain that and you can also display that kind of a self respect it's like that handwriting analysis they say that seeing your handwriting your character can be judged right they also say that if you modify your handwriting in some particular manner you can also change your character the reciprocal also works you know you purposely modify your handwriting so that some traits come into you in the same way if you are divine this is the way you will behave i mean swami lived in the world 
like the whole world was a stage and everybody are actors so his anger was just on the face because that role demanded the anger but in the heart he knows that he is divine and everyone others is divine everything is one he was always firmly entrenched in that advaitic principle that all are one but because it's a drama therefore that difference exists and therefore i have to act it out for the success of the drama so when a person is entrenched in that divinity this is how he'll behave what you say is a beautiful tip that we start behaving like this so that one day we get entrenched in that divinity and i think in this role which we play hmm. i think the the time when we get too carried away by the role and forget the fact that we are only playing a role that is when we are pulled up you know the very famous incident of adi shankara when he walks when he's crossing a certain town mm-hmm. his path has been blocked by chandala an untouchable uh, uh, untouchable a low born hmm. and all his disciples go into a fury and they say no you clear the path this is adi shankara and even adi shankara tells him that you know please move aside because i have to go and the chandala makes that beautiful point where he says whom do you want to move aside hmm. who is this instruction directed at hmm. is it at this body if it is at the body the body is also made of the five elements your body is also made of the five elements and they both go back into the earth mm. so in what way is your body better than my body mm. and if you're talking about the dehi the, the indweller the indweller then they are the same person and in fact actually if you see you know maybe he was going by the tradition and the moral code of the society at that time but maybe somewhere within there might have been a little bit of ego in that statement and out of his compassion lord shiva himself came to correct him that brings us back to our original question which we started off with different between self respect and ego right so when we say ego it comes to the ideal definition of ego which is wrong identification so at the level when you are considering yourself as divine and everyone as divine the minute you consider for example if we think that shankaracharya considered himself superior than the chandala because of his lofty attainments their ego stepped in because he lost his true identification he identified himself with the accomplishments of his body rather than with his true self and that is why he had to be corrected absolutely i think that is where we can clearly say that this is ego hmm. because when you consider yourself in a certain level let's say i am not an animal at that level you actually look at everybody around you in the same level hmm. you say they are not an animal and when you affirm that i am a human you look at everybody as a human and that is why it is so important for maintaining human dignity when you talk of human rights commission and all that it all emphasizes on that you whatever the other person is you actually maintain the dignity of his human life so summarizing all that we discussed now prem can we say this that there are different levels you know of self concept which leads to different levels of self respect one important rule in this whole thing is we do not consider what others are doing what others are saying right. because spirituality is all about myself and so now that ground rule is very clear if i see myself as i am a human then all those instances where i stoop to the level of being an animal or worse than an animal is ego if i continue to remain in the level of human being that is self respect and fine whatever higher what i aspire to be that you can call it devotion or whatever so too if i am at the level of self concept where i feel i am god if i am at that level then any other thing that i identify myself with if i feel i am identifying myself with my position i am identifying myself with my wife i am identifying myself with my house my possessions 
then that is ego so ego and self respect are relative depending on the position in evolution that we are yes i think definitely you could say that but i think it comes to the rider if you again look at the adi shankara's incident with the progressive you know movement in this scales as you said i think the more pure you become more intolerant god will be with you and your ego because if you looked at shankaracharya's i think that was a time there was this heavy bias between castes mm. but that kind of a bias in shankaracharya was not tolerated exactly because the more pure you become correct the more strict you you will be dealt with mm. that is why mr ajit popat would often tell in his talks mm. one of the things which swami told him swami told him that naham pashu aham manushya i am not an animal i am a man and the third thing which swami added was aham sai bhakta Hmm. He said that is a third thing which Swami added to him when Swami told him that that because you are a Swami's devotee, because that knowledge has been given to you, you will have to maintain your self-respect in that level. Hmm. And anything lower than that, who will be treated as an ego. That's why for a normal human being who feels that I am the vice president of this company, living according to that, from his viewpoint, will not be considered as ego but as self-respect. But descending below that level to the level of an animal will be considered as ego. so our concept determines our self respect and our ego therefore what we think is self respect and what we think is ego speaks a lot about what we are absolutely i think how we judge ourselves and how we judge others depends on what we are depends on what we are and depends on what we associated this self in self respect self confidence and self satisfaction with and that is why swami is always mentioned that remember that this self respect and self satisfaction and all this should be associated only with the highest which is the inner self in fact in english we call it self respect if we take sanskrit or any other indian language it is called atma gauravam right and atma gauravam the word used in place of self is atma which is eternal and immortal right. even in self confidence it is atma vishwasam atma vishwasam so i think and self realization it is atma sakshatkaram right so the same self is maintained in all this hmm. so when we say self respect it always means the highest the highest but of course to reach there we go through the, different stages these are the stages which swami has given us i think prem we answered only the first question <laughs> i don't even know if we answered it we just had a discussion on this right dear listeners all around the world we hope that you enjoyed this discussion if you did please tell us which aspects you enjoyed if you did not enjoy it please tell us what you did not enjoy so that you know we can pray and we can bring in all your thoughts and ideas into this discussion because as we keep stating every now and then there is nothing like a right answer and a wrong answer in spirituality because spirituality is a journey and on the journey we meet different things different people different ideas different philosophies and there are as many paths to god as there are beings so there is nothing like a right path and a wrong path because all paths lead to him absolutely in fact you know the incident of the birth of parikshit which swami would often say hmm. that it seems when parikshit was born he wanted to see who was that lord who came into the womb of his mother and saved his life hmm. and he would always look at every person who comes into his frame hmm. look at the face very intently to see was this the person and that's why his name was given parikshit the one who, one who examines ha uh, examines and finally when you know he is given to the arms of krishna he looks at krishna and doesn't take his eyes off him hmm. and swami says this is what will happen for an aspirant 
as long as he comes face to face with truth he will constantly keep examining and he'll be shifting from this logic to that logic but when he comes face to face with the lord with truth and his gaze will be fixed in that so maybe till we reach that state we are given the permission to keep gazing keep gazing keep searching keep, keep thinking and keep <laughs> searching and keep uh, examining so that has been our endeavor dear listeners this is definitely not a complete answer to some of these wonderful questions which we have thoroughly enjoyed this exchange of ideas and thoughts and it has provoked so much more within each of us and we are very grateful to swami for this wonderful opportunity we offer this humble effort of ours at swami's lotus feet and we will bring this satsang to a close sai ram You just heard an episode of our radio series Afternoon Satsang. This is a live discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics and today's episode was first featured as part of Radio Sai's Thursday live at 12:30 p.m. on June 6th, 2013. You can mail us your comments and feedback to listener@radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashanthi Nilayam.